0: Live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Note Series with your hosts Matt Tobacco and William Cooper.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Spare Note Series. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my friend, Mr. William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com. I am in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios once again. Uh, Coop, how are you this fabulous evening?
0: I'm doing really good, Matt. Uh great to be back uh in our routine here. Uh a little earlier tonight, but uh ready to roll.
1: So I think uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, so the topic for uh the show this week was primarily, you know, it's it's July thirtieth, okay? Which to some might mean the uh major league baseball trade deadline. Uh to you know, to others. It's you know we're we're definitely past the halfway point in the cigar season, right? So we're looking at August. I know it's early. I'm not saying let's pick number one and that's the one that's going to be, but we're going into August. PCA is over. PCA stuff, some of it has started shipping. Things are on shelves. We're going. We're looking at the fall. Right after fall is the holiday season. It's going to be here fast. So the theme for tonight is now that we're past the halfway point what is out there that we saw this year that we like predictions for contenders going into the cigar of the year season uh, and it, i'm not talking about you know picking what the number 1's going to be but you know maybe cigars that might make it into the top 30 top 25 um as 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 a lump sum um you know w- what's hot what did we see this year that we like what hit shelves that we really liked what's in the running what what did we not like you know what what's definitely not going to be in the running you know um there's definitely a lot of them out there. Uh, I have a I have a, a small list of my own that I'm really excited about. Coop, I'm I'm and I'm sure you already have yours, um, that you're always probably continuously working on. So that's kind of where I wanted to start with this show tonight. It's just kind of let's start making some very early predictions, right? Pre-game season for award season, really early, uh, summer league, if you will. But um, just I I wanted to kind of to gauge and put a barometer on where the industry's at with some of the releases so far. Yep.
0: No, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. Um, You know, for me, and I'll get into it, like, it's coming faster than you think, because I have some deadlines that are involved, and I'll kind of get to that. So for me, personally, it's coming much quicker than you think, but yep. really, once these PCA releases, you have this, like, I'd say, August to October window, where everyone's focused on these releases. Um... Then you get into October, November. That's where it is a very compressed window. And that's, I think, where a lot of the problems happen with the new cigars. They don't get their fair due. And then most people are doing their lists in December. If they're putting some effort into it, they're doing it in December. Um, you you did mention one other thing. And I, 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 I'm going to get this in now because I'm pro- I don't know when I'll get it in. But Hold on. Uh, I'll let
1: you get it in. But before we do, so we can get our cigars going... Let's okay. l- let's cut them and light them. Yes. Our cigars, yes. we're going to cut and light tonight. Brought to you by Cigar Blondie. Cigar Blondie cutters and lighters are fabulous pieces of accessories in the cigar industry. I'm going to use the cutter right now. Make a nice clean snip right off the top. You know, i got to say, really nice cutter. Really durable, sharp, not flimsy. Some of these, some of these, uh, these spread guillotine lighters. You open them, and you can see them bend and flex. Yeah. This is a solid, heavy-duty cutter that cuts right through. Uh, I like this. I like this cutter a lot.
0: The blades are, you know, you can see the, the really durable surgical steel blades for sure on this thing. Um, it has a great motion, um, and I'm gonna be. Small. I'm, I'm actually writing up the. Uh, the Tatooine Seventh Tuxla tonight.
1: I'm going to light up the Crux Epicure Habano. I don't believe this is out yet. This is from the PCA Trade Show. This is a pre-release yep. uh, sample. We're also going to light up with the Cigar Blondie lighter featuring the signature Blade Flame. Look at that. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah
0: I... Uh, it's a little, you can see maybe the Blade Flame, but you can see the little blue... I, 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 You know, when, I, when, when they sent this to me, uh, I was really impressed with the whole... With the packaging and, and just the quality of this, So I, uh, I'm pretty excited about this too. Uh, and it comes in this nice I, – I, I don't know, you said a uh, packaging, right? It's this nice – Oh, yeah. It's pack. smart packaging. Smart but packaging. It's got the little – Packaging designed
1: by Humidif Group, um, who has been innovating with some of the smart technology. has uh, NFC, Near Field Communication Technology. Uh, that's what that stands for. Um, basically a technology that a smartphone or a like device – uh, can pick up um, by close proximity. So if you have like Apple Pay, right, that's what it is. When you go to Apple Pay and you tap your phone on the, on the on the keypad instead of pulling your credit card out, that's what it is. The same technology can be put in paper products, packaging. It's on cigar bands now. Placentia uses it on their bands. Uh, you put your phone near it, and bink, the link to the website pops right up, and you can learn all about it. Yeah. Uh, really cool stuff. It just really like all around from the actual uh, cutters and lighters themselves to the packaging to the NFC. Just this is a, this is an awesome launch, and I believe these launched at PCA yes, uh, this yeah. year, so these are brand new.
0: Yeah, and and, and for folks that don't know, this is Leo from uh, Platinum Nova Cigars who's mm-hmm. launched this accessory line. Uh, and like I said, I, I was very impressed. This slim lighter is just really, really nice. I mean, it just fits in your pocket. Oh um, yeah. It's probably one I'm not gonna put in my pocket because I'll lose it, right? So it's probably gonna be it's gonna stay on the uh, it's gonna stay in the uh studio here uh
1: where I can just make sure I uh you know have it uh, handy you know I, I and I hate to do it like this but I it, it's really the only way I can make this comparison anyone who knows me personally you know that I'm a huge um I'm an, I'm an ST Dupont person I have multiple Dupont cutters and lighters line 2s maxi jets um you know I just I'm I'm very picky I've had too many finicky lighters oh, that yeah. have broken down um, cheap cutters and stuff like that and I, I, for, I'm i one of those people where it's like I'll, I'd will i rather spend the money and have good quality than to just keep buying cheap stuff you know you want to be able to rely on it this stuff I'll tell you it when I when I pick it up and I hold it and I look at it I mean it it, it reminds me of that DuPont quality you know it's heavy it's that, solid it's same thought going through my mind on that
0: yep. um, and uh, like I said just that quality there. there. Uh, I like... What I like is I do like a jet lighter as opposed to an open flame. <laughs> so, this is... Nicole's you know, the same I mean, way. Yeah. I, I just think with a cigar, uh, once you go on a trip to Nicaragua or, 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 or the Dominican, you're going to understand why open flame lighters just are not really fun. Too windy. You know, it's too windy, exactly. Um, but, yeah, the, cut, the cutter's really nice. I mean, this is just... And it comes in a nice set, too. So, um and it did a good job, so clean cut, nice burn. So I'm happy as a clam right now with this.
1: Yeah, me too. I I, I like I said I love the quality of the cutter. That blade flame on the lighter is different. It lights really well, nice and smooth. If you hold yep. it if you hold it at the right angle, it really toasts nice and evenly, which is really yep. nice. So uh, that's yep. a big deal. Yeah, um, uh, so definitely check this out. Yeah. Um this was this was just fresh out of the show. Now I want to um I wanted to get back into what you were about to say. I'm going to let you uh I'm going to let you hit that.
0: Oh, cuz I going to derail us. Y- have you noticed that since the baseball All-Star break
1: what has happened to the San Francisco Giants? Um what do they have like a 9 game losing streak if I remember correctly? They had
0: like uh they had like a 7 game one and 1-1 Sorry. And lost again. Nope. No, you good. Yeah, I'm just saying it you know, for everyone who told me last year that how wrong I was about Gabe Kapler. That how, you know, he should have been fired from Philadelphia. They should have hired Girardi in place of him. And this guy, this guy was misunderstood. This guy, it's exactly the same thing that's happening in San Francisco. That was the epic collapse of two thousand eighteen, and and just so you, just so people understand, uh, they may not understand the context of this. Right, they have to go fifty eight and four, no fifty eight and five, something like that to to tie last year's record. That's how big of a drop-off this team has had. I
1: just want to point out, for all the people who know about the Gabe Kapler situation when you talk about William Cooper, you see there's just a shit-eating grin on his face as he goes through that whole rant. He's just so excited to have his soapbox to be like, look at Gabe Kapler, fucked up again. Uh, but I said it for
0: two years, Like people, like I just never waffled. I, I When I said he shouldn't have got manager in the year last year, I, I stood by it 100%. I never changed my position on this guy. I said, just wait. It this it, the the floor is gonna dry. It took a little longer than I thought. I thought by like the end of year one we would have saw this right, but but it happens. It's happening now, and uh, I you know for for all the San Francisco Giant fans, here's the thing: get rid of him now, get a new manager in there, and I'll be rooting for you guys as long as you guys aren't playing the Phillies. So, I mean, that, that's what I want for you guys. I, I don't have anything against the San Francisco Giants, but I, I called this. I, and, and it's not just like it's, – it's the way they're losing. It's just like what was happening with the Phillies two years ago. Blown leads, blowouts, not hustling, you know, lack of baseball fundamentals. This is all the stuff we saw two years ago or three years ago in Philadelphia.
1: I mean I to be honest with you. And I have, you have
0: egged on and you have egged on in this argument, which is why I'm using this platform tonight to make this proclamation
1: here. This is not fair because I don't have Terrence Riley with me. Um you know, <laughs> Alan, I
0: can't, I can't know what a proper cheesesteak looks like. Come on.
1: <laughs> Coop, you know We won't
0: get into we got into that at K M A this morning and so mi- yeah.
1: minus minus the countdown screen. We've only been on here for about eleven minutes. Uh, And in 11 minutes, and then, you know, we spent a few minutes on that. So, really, you only get like a handful of minutes. And the first handful of minutes that you've opened your mouth on this show tonight, you have already started to throw daggers at people. And that just, I feel like you're setting us up for a night of coop throwing, coop firing shots. I just, I don't know. I think tonight's going to be coop firing (laughs) shots. I (laughs) I have, I have, so I have, interesting.
0: I have my, I'll kind of bring this in a little. So, I have my editorial coming out on um, probably Monday on the PCA. hmm And there were, there were a lot of arrows, and the arrows weren't actually directed at the PCA in most cases. In fact, maybe only one arrow was directed. To them. It was directed. I, I had to pull it back. It was too hard. Some of it, i like, uh, you know, and Lisa does some of the editing. She's like, this is, I said, yeah. So I did pull some things back and kind of soften the tone a little bit because it wasn't meant, to, wasn't meant to stab anyone in the back hard. But, yeah, there's a few things I've observed coming out of the trade show, you know. Yeah. I think need to be said.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, y- as long as you're being honest about it and you can back it up with some information, yeah, you know, yeah. it's 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 pretty fair. Um yeah. But no, I mean, so uh, getting back to the topic at hand, I'm not even going to engage on the Gabe Kapler thing because you know what? There's really not much I can say right now. But I just have to hope that he can turn himself around and we can just go back to being. Turn like, himself
0: well, around? He's turned it around. He's turned it back. This is this is the real Gabe Kapler you're saying. Yeah. <sighs>
1: never going to win. never going to win with you. <laughs> um, so, anyway, don't make me get Alan Rubin. I will get Alan Rubin in here. No, no, please don't do that. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See you know, you know, I mean, I think I'm entitled to that platform in <laughs> Oh please man! Don't,
0: don't let, he's happy in Texas. Leave him there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's McAuliffe's problem
1: now, not Aaron. Wow, Just Coop! Wow, Just kidding, McAuliffe. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> he's McAuliffe's problem. Wow. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it, Dan and Andy and everyone oh, over oh, there. Oh, it oh, was all oh, Coop. Wait. Oh,
0: Matt. Let me. I gotta say this, okay? So I sent him a thing about the about the Mets sweeping the Yankees this week, right? And he goes into this Subway whole series. thing. Yeah, he goes the whole thing about, I'm busy, I don't consume my life around sports like you do, you're a troll. He's, t- he's doing all this to me, right? And I kept saying to him, I said, well, what about all the messages you've been sending me about the Yankees all year? And he's like, I've been busy, blah, blah. So today, apparently he was busy, right? He was moving into his new place, he's buying a car, right? And this is on Facebook, so I don't think I'm saying anything that you know is, is not public. But he had time to message me. I think Aaron Judge is going to hit 66 home runs today. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that's Alan. When things are going good, you'll hear from him on that. When they're bad, he's, he's like, invisible.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. You yeah. know, he's got a safe face. Um, you know, it's funny. W- while we're talking about Alan, he was on with uh, Lauren from Calif on their She's show. Done. I think it was – was it uh, last I, Monday? Did it, you see that? yeah. I
0: heard about this. I didn't see it. I heard about it.
1: So he was on there. I caught a little bit of it. I, to be honest with you, I was preoccupied with a lot of other things at the time. But I saw it and I said, "All right, I'll, I'll tune in because you know it's Alan and I want to see what he has to say." Um, I had no idea that he was a um, one of those old school matchmakers. I didn't know that either. That's what I heard actually. Yeah. That, uh, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like
0: like. And when it, we're not talking about like like. The pokes was old as me. There was, like, you would call up, like, a consulting service. Like, instead of doing, like, what is it? um, uh, t- Was it Tinder? I, I, I Again, I'm, I'm way out. Oh, of- you
1: mean, like, now? Yeah, like, Tinder and Bumble, like the apps, right? right or, like, right. Match.com. Before all Michael, that existed.
0: Right. But you would actually call an agency, right? And you'd have a consultation. Like, like you'd have – and then they would actually – work to find you a match. I mean this was old this was the old school matchmaking services, right? And wow. apparently he he look, I'm I'm not making fun of him. Any works honest work, so I don't make fun. But you know, I didn't know they even 10 years ago I didn't know they were around. Apparently he was doing this you know, 10 15 years ago. I didn't think they existed for a long
1: time. So apparently they do. Um it, it I I was I heard it and I stopped because i had it in the background and i was at my computer and i had stuff going on all the screens and i was like all over the place and then i heard it and i just stopped and i'm like wait what what did he just say and they're talking about it and i was like i'm like listen and i'm like is that what i think he's talking about and then i was like no way and then i'm thinking about alan and i'm like i'm picturing alan just being like on the phone being like I have a a thirty five year old male. He's a fireman, and uh, you know, and he's he's a good looking guy. Um, I think you're gonna like him. You guys should you guys should hook up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm just like, hmm. I couldn't help it. I had a little chuckle. It was funny. Go go
0: good, good for him. good for you know. I don't but good for him. Anyone? I, it's but I. What was interesting when I heard this, and I didn't notice about Alan. And maybe he told me in my old age I forgot. But I don't think he did. I mean, it's. It, I didn't know they really existed anymore. I said, I thought it was, you know, the apps. I mean, the apps have kind of replaced like Match.com dot com, even from what I've seen. You know. So, and, yeah. Nicole, Nicole a, and
1: I met on Facebook dating. So.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, there you go, there you go. Uh, you know, I, I always wondered, like, like I, they actually, if you really go back into like the eighties with these. Dating service places—they had offices that you'd go into. I mean, so literally, you know, people like these consultants would work out of an office, and you know. And I remember—I've never been in one, right? Luckily, I've never had to do that, but I've seen the offices like around New York City and stuff. So, So, now, Cooper, with
1: your advanced age, right? Uh You'll uh probably you'll probably remember this. So, didn't (laughs) they didn't they used to also do it like in the newspaper too? Like people would put like in the newspaper, like, oh, like this is like what I look like, and this is what I do, this is what I'm looking for the personals yeah that was a the thing personals. right it was called the personals
0: yeah and if you watch there's a movie uh madonna did her first movie it's called desperately seeking susan it, it's kind of a there's a play on the personals in there but yes this was a big thing and and the, the funding was like going and reading the personals like on a sunday and they had the expanded like it was in the classified section right and you take out like one of the like you know hey you took out a classified ad to sell a car you take out a classified ad saying hey I'm 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 five foot six and out of shape and dark hair, you wanna date me or something like that. That that's what you, you, you do with that. Yeah. It was called the personals.
1: And then uh after the dot com boom, uh, Craig decided he would add a personals to Craig's List. Craig's kind of replaced classified as and, yeah. And, and, and that did not go as well, I think, as that they'd hoped it would go. Um, no. everyone well most people, at least if you're over the age of Probably twenty five, if at least heard about um, the Craigslist personal. I don't even think they do it anymore because it got so out of control. They yeah, we're, like, yeah, uh, it we're done. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Now people just do the apps and they just they hook up and that's it. They do. So
0: they get noti- They get a. They get a push notification. I guess on it. Yeah.
1: Hey, someone likes you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah. It's like weird. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we're going to the bar and meeting people and just like. I don't know. People are lazy now, you know? People are lazy. They just wanna sit at home and be like, Alright, you yeah, cool, let's do this. It's like there's no effort involved. You just swipe. Anyway. I shouldn't talk. That's how I met my wife, so um anyway, let's get back to the main topic at hand. So mm-hmm. contenders for cigar of the year. Now we can kinda go through this one by one. Throw a cigar out, talk about it. If we you know, see if the other ones had it, what we thought. Um Right off the bat, one of the things, or one of the cigars that very, very early in the year, I smoked a couple of, and I said, "This is, this is, this is in the running," is um, the All Saints Colorado, the Saint Francis Colorado. Okay, that was one cigar for me that I had, and I said, "I love this." Now, the St. Francis was on my list last year. Um, it made number two, and Mickey Pegg has not let me forget about it. Um, every time I see Mickey, he always talks about the Bridesmaid Award. Sorry. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He's never going to let this go. Um, <laughs> what, what, what is your thought feeling on that one? Um, I don't think it's a contender. Really? Uh,
0: not, nothing against Mickey. Uh, nothing against the cigar. Uh, Mickey's got to work on casting a wider net with online media before he's going to start getting these type of ratings. His his net has been not been cast wide enough. Okay. Uh, and I think he's got to work on that because the way online media works is online media specifically will gravitate to the cigars that they're getting exposure to. So he's going to have to work that harder to get. Now, th- this is not saying I don't think the cigar is a – by the way, it's a very good cigar. Um, and people who are going to expose to it, I think, are going to definitely have it under consideration. The problem is, I don't think his brand has gotten enough, that net's been cast wide enough
1: yet. Okay. Okay. He's got to
0: work on that one more, yeah.
1: Very fair assessment. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, uh, let's go a different direction. Mm-hmm. Now, this. Now the, actually, it's two cigars, and I think mm-hmm. already you know where I'm going, uh, but they weren't eligible on my list or your list for last year. Right. So they are now eligible for the 2022 list. Uh, mm-hmm. And those are the two cigars the limited the limited run um Tego, elegancia and generoso. Now we did see them make some people's lists last year because everyone kind of has different policies, but the way you and I kind of operate are not a, not the same but similar uh they were not eligible for either one of our lists last year, so they will be eligible this year. Do you see both of them making your list, one of them or neither?
0: Uh I actually the Generoso is not the sc- uh, the review hasn't been published yet but it did get a 90 point rating which will put it definitely into play right now. Mm-hmm. Um the way my list is going to go it's, it's probably going to be 90 and above. Um uh, so, and I think it improved a lot more. Um uh, so it kind of moved into that range. Now the the issue is I'm going to be basing mine off the 2021 cigar. I did smoke the 2022 Generoso and I think it was even better. So it, it, it's kind of all the – it has all the DNA of the Generoso. It's just, I think the flavors just came back together for better for whatever reason. Uh, elegante is still on the fence for me, but uh, I have that review coming up. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I actually think that that Generoso really surprised me. Um, I, I,
1: I would probably <laughs> echo something similar. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that the Generoso was the better of the two. Um, that cigar- That's how I am right now, yeah. And I'm like, that one – let- The Elegancia was not a bad cigar by any means. It was very good quality, um, very solid cigar. It just did not wow me the way the Generoso did. Yeah. The the Generoso was way more memorable for me than than the Elegancia. Uh, I I can't
0: disagree with you on that. Um, It was unique. The Generoso was a very unique cigar. Um, The Elegancia has some similarities to the uh, Sterling, but the the Generoso seems to be on, on a class on its own. I believe.
1: I think so too. Now the, the Generoso was made at uh, Placencia, and yep. the Elegancia was made, I believe, at Casada, if I remember yep. correctly. So uh, you get you have a Dominican factory, you got a Nicaraguan factory. Um, huh. I mean, you got the Placencia factory, which you know for me has been it, one of my favorite factories. I mean, almost every cigar that's come out of there has been pretty solid for me. Oh yeah. So I, it, it I, comes to I no surprise.
0: No, it, it, I agree a thousand percent on that. Yeah, uh, and and Michael's got a long relationship with both of those factories, and
1: it shows. Oh yeah, it definitely yeah. does. Um, yeah. Now, Coop, I've given you a couple ideas. Why don't you uh, give me a couple of things that that you're thinking about so far, based on what you've already reviewed?
0: Um. So. I'll just. Kind of, I want to mention one. Well, let me just talk about ones I've reviewed, and then. Because there's some I, that I haven't reviewed that I think are going to be, like, more C, in play for CA. Okay. Um, okay. So, so, definitely, the best cigar I've smoked in the last 12 months is not eligible for my list. Like, typical. Like, and it's the Casa Magna Colorado Robusto, right? Okay. Um, and I'm mentioning that because, um, because, again, there's a two-year window for releases. That scored a 93. I haven't had any 93s in a long time. Um, but I think that's a cigar you could see in some of the publications because it's smoking so well right now. So I want to mention that one. Um, A cigar that I haven't published a review for, but I anticipate a good score, unless something has changed, is going to be the uh, Alec Bradley Fine and Rare that was released this year, the 2022 one. Uh, Might be the best cigar Alec Bradley's ever released. Um, And it's been popular on the Coop team. It's not just one that I've liked. Uh just about everyone else has liked it except for Aaron Loomis, but that's he hates everything. So I think that's another one that is uh to be watched. Um I really do a couple of other cigars and and my list kind of is a little my list is a little disjointed because I have I use this two year window. But I was impressed with um the Espinosa uh Laranja Az- Azalejo And okay. uh I was also impressed with the Monte Cristo Epic Vintage Twelve, which I think the uh, you know the one that got all the, uh, the the Monte Cristo 1935 got all the accolades last year. It did. But the Epic Vintage Twelve was a very good cigar.
1: It was. Yeah, I don't think it got. Um, I think that the 35 anniversary kind of stole its limelight. So I it it, 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 it it's did it did. It's a it good did. point. I, I would yeah. like to see how that how the uh, how the Epic performs this year.
0: Yeah, I was um, I was very. I mean, it got a 91 on coupe, um, and you know that's definitely gonna probably put in. This, I've only just so you know of about 95. I think I did like almost 100 reviews, like 95 to 100. I've only given a total of nine cigars above a 90. So there's very few I've given uh, over a 90 this year, uh, and that Monte Cristo Epic. Those cigars that I've all mentioned are are, are some of them right now.
1: Right. Yeah. Now, another one that I had on my list that I'm I'm curious. I I think you've had. And uh but you know, like I said, just be straight with me. The um Amendola Family Cigar Co, the, Padre, uh, the padrino, the purple ribbon. I haven't scored it
0: yet. It's a good cigar. I don't know if I put it necessarily at that level. Okay. Um but again, I haven't scored it. It, was, it. it got me Very yeah. That was that's that limited one that they have, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was. I've had it. I've had it before. I haven't had it recently. It's a very good cigar. Uh, I I would agree with you on that. Um, I think they need. You know, again, I think they have the same problem that All Saints is going to have. I I don't know how much. There's certain people. They've gotten those cigars into some people's hands, but not enough media's hands. So it will
1: be interesting to see how that plays out. The um, let me ask you a question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, in terms of TAA releases, I know how you feel about TAA releases, but yeah. are they eligible on Cigar Coop to be part of the list? No. Okay. No, they're not. Um, and, for those, and for those, for those, ha- and and just can you explain why?
0: They're too limited. Okay. They're they're too limited, and it's really a buying club, and we don't, I, I don't include cigars that are in a buying club. They have to be national releases. Now, if they go national, certainly they're eligible. Um, you know, at that point when they go national. But, but yeah, it's a buying club, and I, I just don't like the idea that one retailer can't... Like, one retailer could dictate who gets it and another retailer can't. It, it's kind of like one of those deals. Um, you know, especially if the other retailer is, like, spending the same amount of money with that company.
1: And, so, and, for, and for the same reason... It, it Well, it's not really the same situation, but it's a similar yeah. situation. This is why store releases are not eligible for... Usually, on my list or his list, or there's a f- few others too, um, yeah. because it's it's for the, kind of the same thing. It doesn't get a national release. It's one w- it's one store exclusive. You know, TAA is not one store, but it's it's a hand it's a it's a large handful of stores. Not every store oh. can get them. Um, so that's just another reason. I know people ask like, well, how come and someone did It's like, well, it's a it's a, it's a short release for like yeah. twelve stores. Yeah, and the companies don't even promote them. To be honest with you. Yeah,
0: they count on the they count on either the retailers or the TAA to promote those releases, or the, and if they're shop exclusives, they count on the shop. They don't really promote them, and, and so I'm not really. I don't think they're very interested in In, in a lot of the companies, some companies are more than others. Like Lafleur, I think treats their TAA releases, Crown and Pete. I think are the exceptions to that. The best, um, T- the best say-
1: TAA release from 2021 is right here. No bias. Which one's that? Lafleur Dominicana. Uh, yeah. I haven't s I have it. I haven't smoked it yet. This is the best it. this is the best yeah. TAA release for this year. The best Canston. I've had in
0: the last twelve months, I've had a ninety two score on a TAA, which may come shocking to me considering I, I'm considered a TAA hater. Right. Uh the Rocky Patel Vintage uh two thousand six Bala
1: was incredible. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. I know yeah, that's yeah, but yeah,
0: it got a, it's one of it's there's only three cigars that got over ninety one and that was one of the three. Is. And so I mean, th- and by the way, there have been some real TAA lemons uh, coming out. Is what I'll just say. Um, we won't really mention but, look,
1: any names, but I, I, I you've had more I of them I, than I have. Yeah. But
0: but Lafleur's that that oral blend. That's o- that's always a solid. Um, and I could get. Were you were you smoking the chisel or the Solomon? It was hard to tell with that. That's why i was looking at The that. chisel. Yeah, the Chisel's the one that came out earlier this year. Lafleur's just they. The Solomon's t- coming out this year. If, if Look, if you're investing, like in a TA, if TAA was a corporation, right, and you were investing, and, and LaFleur was, uh, and they were making LaFleur, I'd invest in it. LaFleur takes their TAA very seriously, and that's why their cigars are oh, have been pretty consistent uh, throughout the years.
1: Yeah, you know, and LaFleur hadn't released really anything new uh, or different in the last couple of years as they've kind of just been trying to weather the storm with everything else going on, and... Um, you know, deal with people trying to accuse them of, of negative things, which are, you know, not true. Um, they're in a good spot. They just released, oh, well, they announced the Solis, the What a
0: great cigar that was.
1: Great cigar. That's, that's going to, that maybe not this year, you know, for, for some of us, for, for some maybe, but by next year that, that cigar I, I think is going to dominate some lists.
0: Yeah, well, you never know. I mean Paladin de Saka was the number two consensus cigar and never got released. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I know. <laughs> number two cigar and the half consensus and well, it got released like one retailer, I heard. Let me correct you. Ronnie Hayesha got some is what I heard. Yeah. But yeah. no one bought it. No one in the media bought that cigar, but number two, right? I got so I got like five happen. of them. I got five of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh so uh yeah, anything can happen on these lists. <laughs> I'll just tell
1: people. This is true. Some people, I yeah. mean, that was like last year, one of the things we talked about with the list was Paladin Osaka was one of those cigars. The other one was the H99. Now, here's the thing with the H99. At the time, when last year's lists were being built and coming out, H99 had originally been released in 2018. as a very, very, very small, exclusive release. Right. And then they started kind of bringing them back a little bit, still very limited, but they, they another batch went out last year. So they were out there, but they still were, you know, very unobtainium. And earlier this year, their Drew Estate has said, okay, we're going to make them more readily available, as well as Leo Anniversario. They announced a Lancero that's event only. There's now an H99 Robusto that's coming. So they're trying to get more of these. And, and look, the thing is, too, is the, the the tobaccos that are required to make that cigar are, are very small and hard yeah. to come by. So, yeah. I mean, that's part of the process. But, you know... Back then, at the time, before even all that, and and they're still not even that readily available. So, but no, you know, they're going the right direction. But at the time last year, people had that cigar on their list, and I'm like, well, tell me where you can buy it. I love it. Look, it's a good cigar, and I love Drew Estate. Right. But and it's and it's it's not a reflection on Drew Estate. I mean, they're releasing how they need to release their product. But people who are putting it on this list, like, okay, so you build a list and you're telling people what cigars are good to go buy. Tell me where you can buy that because as far as I'm concerned, H99 was an event exclusive last year that you had to spend $300 to even have a chance to win it at a raffle in most stores. So h- you put a cigar on the list that most people will be lucky if they get one from a friend or from an event they win it in a raffle or something. So it's hard to, like, see that kind of stuff. Well, um, no, that's,
0: yes, and there's a big controversy on that. Um and, again, it's, it's not on contrary. Drew
1: Estate because it's not their fault.
0: I mean, look, they two years ago, You're the Rat was, like, number top five in the Catholic consensus. You couldn't get that cigar. Like, the people who smoked that cigar were media, and they, they found a way to work the media to do that, you know, to get that into the— Again, they got the cigar into the media's hands. Yeah. Uh, And it's a good cigar when you smoke it. But had had they not done that push, most media probably wouldn't have done that, right? With the case of the H99, there were a few floating around out there, I think, that was doing it. But do you remember – so there was one list last year, right? Uh, and I'm not going to name who it was, right? But So there was a cigar released last year, uh, launched at the trade show by Protocol Cigars called the Bass, Bass Reeves. Yes. Right? So, But at the, um, at the trade show, um, they didn't have um, the bands. So there were there were bands handed out with paper white bands instead of the final band packaging, right? Now, did you get one of those cigars with the paper bands?
1: Yeah, I have a couple of them, or I had okay, a couple if, of them. I think they're. Do gone you remember
0: now. what that, what was on that band? Yeah, and you might not notice, right?
1: I don't remember. It was a while ago. I think they're gone. All now. right, it
0: said. It, okay, it said Protocol Bass Reese. It was like there was a typo of the name of the cigar on all those bands, right? Oh Jesus, so this shows up on a list last year, and here's the other catch. The cigar actually wasn't released till a month later, right so 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 it was an unreleased cigar without the final packaging on there. I'm like, what the hell but yeah that 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 uh that has gone on, um uh, like I said, so i, I mean, this is the whole controversy about reviewing show samples and you know reviewing things i like there are strict rules. If you don't have your final packaging on cigar coupe, you're not eligible. You you are not getting on the list. So uh, even if you're within the deadlines, uh, you know the, the time tables. There's it, just no way I'll do that.
1: You have to have your final packaging in place. I think that a, a big part of it too is uh, when it comes to these lists, right. Now, the purpose of these lists is to obviously, you know, rank and rate the cigars that are the most sought after to to get, right? That, you know, we feel is uh, these are the ones that we thought are the best or worth buying, yada, yada, yada. And I think some of the lists turn into this mishmash of this is my favorite lineup. And it doesn't matter if the cigars are available, if they're even on the market yet, or whatever the circumstances may be. If they were put in my hand or I acquired them and I smoked them and I liked them, nothing else matters. This is my list. Um, Yeah. I get it. But I would say if you're going to do that, don't call it your, like, cigar of the year. Call it your personal favorites list. Yeah. And then have a disclaimer of, like, hey, not all these are available, but this is what I like. But don't say, like, this is the list that you should, you know, buy from.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've contended for many years that just about all of our lists are best new cigar lists. They're not best performing cigars, because if it was best performing cigar, if I did that, that Casa Magna would be run away with it this year, right? Oh yeah, it was absolutely. That far ahead of the pack. I can't do that because it's impossible for a small operation to do that. Like, because what are you? The question is, what are you smoking, right? And then. It becomes you selectively pick things and stuff like that, which is why most of us default to doing a, a best new list, right? We just we just can't do it now. I don't know how you are, but if you come out with a new vitola, it's a new cigar in my book, so it's eligible. Well, we we well, you talked can come about about new vitola every year. You can come out new vitola every year and make my list. I mean, the way it works.
1: We talked about this yes. on the last show. This is why size yep. matters, right? Because yep. when it comes to vitolas. There, It's a different cigar every time. It may be you know, the Rocky Patel D B S, right? Right. This is the Robusto. Um, that's one cigar. The same Rocky Patel D B S Churchill is a different cigar. It may carry the same name, but that and it may use the same tobaccos, but that blend ratio is different. It is a different experience. It is a different it, yep. cigar. Yep, yep. So that is why. Well, but that cigar came out last year, not this size. Right. Uh, which I think a lot of people need to remember. Uh, that's a huge part that goes into it. Uh Dan Thompson's yeah. here with us. Good evening, Dan. Yep. He's a little late to the show. He missed we were talking about Alan but earlier and now he's now Dan's here. He missed <laughs> us talking about Alan. We just said
0: Alan's his problem, like with Mikhail's problem,
1: no, <laughs> not my name. <laughs> you didn't even have to say it. He missed it. You just shot yourself in the foot. I said, I said, Coop, I'm going to get Alan Rubin in here. And he goes, no, 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 no. He's happy in Texas. He's McAuliffe's problem now. And I said, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah. But no, it's it's always uh, sorry to be late. Dinner was yep. delicious, Dan. You're not late. If anything, you're early. We're we're early. We're um, early tonight. Yeah, we, we decided uh, to do it a little earlier because I wanted to rearrange my schedule a little bit, and, and Coop was available, so we 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 started this off uh, a little few hours earlier, just to kind of yep. get the kind of get the game going. Um, yep. I think I think people. I th- like Jay Davis is not with us. I think he's still working the store, and he probably has no idea what live right now. Yeah, he's gonna feel bad too. But that's a like, that's a uh, he's good guy. He'll watch ooh, it. Ooh, he'll watch it though. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. he'll miss out on the live commenting, but his, he'll yeah. watch the show. Don't, yeah. uh, he'll fall asleep listening to that show. He'll, he'll make sure yeah. he gets it right away. Um, so Jay is with us in spirit as always. Um, you know, you know, talking, you know, some more about, you know, cigars. You know, what else have you? Ra- let me ask you a question. So you're high, you know, you mentioned in ninety three, right. <sighs> what are some of your highest what are some of your other highest rated cigars this year on cigar Coop?
0: yeah now keep in mind cigar Coop, again we we tend to be a little behind uh we don't review stuff as soon as it comes out like right? okay so it, it's so but we try to review stuff that's like i said your your two year window eligible prior to the trade show um but here's another one that scored a ninety two and this is the postani uh warbed toro mm. uh by the hustler guy, you know, by, by Postani's cigar. Yeah. That, I think it's the best cigar to come out of Skip's factory, that, that Warbear Toro. Um, the Here's what I'll say. <laughs> um, last year, that cigar was reviewed just after the deadline, like before the list was made. And had it been reviewed a week earlier, it would have probably beaten the Rocky Patel out. I'm being honest, right? Wow. So because it was that, it was it would have skimmed it. I'm not saying. So it's going in very strong this year, but the cigars do get re-smoked, so the re-smoke could move up, things up or down. Is what I'm saying. But a 92, you're landing on the list. You, you'd you'd have to basically the cigar would have to, the tobacco would have to disintegrate to, to for a 92 to fall off the list at this point. So uh, so yeah, that that really good cigar by post sign. very small brand. We covered them at the trade show. Uh, I know you just you did the whole show with them. Uh, with I how did. about that cigar? Yeah, a couple. Mike's ago. a good guy, and he's got a good palate, and they did a great job with that cigar. Um, the other one, and this is eligible, right? This is eligible is the Tatuay Monster Mash Frank. I think it was an excellent cigar. Mm. I really enjoyed that cigar. It's been the be- I've smoked seven of the Monster Mashes thus far. It's been the best of the seven by by a significant margin.
1: Um that got a ninety one. Now I believe yes. I sorry, I I just want to add this in there. Last year Pete got a was it a ninety one? He had another very high ranking cigar on your list and on Half Wheels list last year too. And I think it was one of the T one tens. And I think it was the was Wait. it the Habano? No. It, well, the
0: Habano got a high rating. Habano also got a ninety-one, but it missed the deadline last year because
1: it came out after
0: it. Was, it just missed it. Uh okay. Uh, for review, yeah, because it has to be reviewed. It also has to be reviewed on Cigar Coop. It's the other thing. So it has to come out before the trade show that year. Yep. Uh, with the two-year window, and it has to be reviewed before October thirty-first. So it just missed it. But yeah, I got a ninety-one, uh, as well as the Reserver. The Reserver was really good in that T one ten.
1: I um yeah cuz I'm I'm thinking and I'm like cuz P could have multiple cigars eligible for the list this year. Am yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh he's got a couple in there cuz
0: uh, I would say right now there is two that he's got the Monster Mesh Frank and the T110 Reserve are probably the ones that are are
1: in play. Yeah. So so he's got two cigars in play. Um your list, probably my list as well as, you know, several others. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Pete has not gotten the title with C.A. yet. Am I right? No. He, he doesn't have one, right? No, and he's gotten uh, a
0: but number. He's, been, he's, been, he's, never he's got, been close. He's been top ten. Yeah. He hasn't gotten into that top three. And the top three is kind of key because when you get – actually the top four in cases of Cuban because they invite – the top three non-Cuban cigar makers to the big smoke. Um, So I don't think he's gotten that high. Uh, And Pete, if you're listening, correct me. Uh, He's made the list every year,
1: Um, but he hasn't gotten that. So let's take a pause from the cigars themselves, right? We talked about this topic last year. We'll bring it up. Uh We talked about people who are due. Um, you know, even even if you're looking at, you know, the big list, the cigar aficionado list, um pe- people who are do, right? Rocky's never had one on CA's list. Pete he's Johnson. number two. Yep. He's had, had number two. two. He had number two, yep. but he's never had yep. number one. Um Pete Johnson hasn't made it into the top three. Um there there are some cigars, uh at least in some, some makers and brand owners, um, who've been around a long time. And have not gone to that premier level. They have not come home as the Super Bowl champions. Right. Who else, in your mind, do you think is due outside of those two? I'd put
0: Luzioni into that. Um, Dion's a guy who's made the list quite a bit, and he's had a lot of top tens. He's had, a, I think, he's had been number three a couple of times. So I think he he is one that certainly uh, has been knocking on the door. And that's why I look at knocking on the door is the key thing. Um, anything involving A.J. Fernandez is another one. You know he's he's knocked on the door as well with the Monty 1935. He got close to that. Yeah. I I told you my theory last year though that Altas is going to have a tough time getting a number one because of they carry these non-Cuban markers, and I just don't believe Scarfichinato is going to send a blunt a mixed message on this yet. I don't think they – I've always said that. So, you know, if Altidus is going to get like a num- I think Altidus is very much due for number one. they got going to probably get it through something like Henry Clay or something like that, you know, but not through Monte or Romeo. It's going to be tougher. So I right. think, But I think Altidus is certainly knocking on the, the door with that as well. Um, you know, we've talked – I think Placencia, but they haven't really been doing it long enough yet. I think they're knocking on the door, but I think they're going to have a way to go with that. Uh, I also think Alec Bradley's due for another number one at this point.
1: No, they've had yeah. one, though. They've they've, they've had two. one, yeah. What year was that? 2010. 11, 11. 11. 2010
0: or 11, yeah. It was one of... Uh, It was 11. It was 11. Pedrone got it last year. Pedrone, and they were due for a long time with mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um... You know, there's other companies that I look at that I just think, you know, like, I don't... J.C. Newman's been on the list, but I don't think they've knocked close enough. Foundation may be one to look at with Nick Malolo. Um, Ashton's another company that's been knocking on the door for a long time. Yep. They've been... They've had a couple of... They've had a little bit of a slump the past years, but Ashton's not had a number one either. Fuente's Uh, had it multiple times, I believe. Fuente... Fuente's got uh they've got two. My father's got two. Uh Padron's got four. Um, EP Curill has two. Yeah, EP Curillo has two. LaFleur has yeah. one with Andalusian Bull. LaFleur has uh, one with Andalusian Bull. Um yeah. Does Ashton have one yet at all? No. They've never had one. Really? They've never they've never had one. Hmm. they never and that's why I think they're one to really be Banging on the door. Uh, and, and kind of if aficionado gives one to Ashton, it's kind of giving a nod to either Fuente or my father.
1: Depending on which cigar a, it
0: is, yeah. Depend, depending on which cigar it is, yeah. Um. So, and, you know, it seems like, you know, th- lately it's the Nicaraguan side of the house, La Roma de Cuba and, and San Cristobal that have really been getting the ratings lately. Uh, I think Pepin like, – so, okay, we've talked about Tatawahe. We just talked about San Cristobal, Lalo, Roma de Cuba. I think the Garcia tobacco in the last couple of years has really upped its game, and it's showing now on the products. Right? It's one of
1: my favorite we, factories right now. I mean, they they, they got some uh, good stuff. They, they do, and I think they yeah. were in
0: a little bit of a slump about three or four years ago. I'm going to be honest with you. I think when they i start they started to turn the corner with the Fonseca and I don't think they would, I just think that they, they just weren't getting good tobacco. it was or as good a tobacco. Let me be good they were not getting bad tobacco they weren't getting as good a tobacco as, they, but now it seems like they're getting good tobacco. Uh, this cap Tuxa is seven so it's fantastic, right so I think you're gonna see my father have much and I've had this conversation with a few other folks too, and they they agree with me uh these cigars are getting uh coming out better out of my father so. Watch out for, you know, brands like Tatawahe, Ashton, and of course my father, because um, I think they're better cigars that are, that are
1: coming out right now. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, my father is definitely one of those factories that... It, 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 There's a lot of stuff I've had that has... I'm yeah. like, wow. And yeah. they've been quiet on that front. I think that yeah. they definitely do. They should... You know, and they've been around. Big factory. I would rank yeah. them. I would rank them in the powerhouse factories list. I I would too. And um, yeah, I would definitely rank them.
0: I had the Hundred Años cigar, by the way. Uh, I went to the, they gave me one. And we're coming out with a list of our top five cigars from the trade show on Coop this week. Yeah. Uh, this cigar. Because, because we my criteria was no limiteds, unfortunately. So that was, but that was probably the best limited I had. At it. That and the Espinosa. Uh, Chef's Edition were the two best limiteds I had at a trade show mm-hmm. so yeah it was but yeah my father's getting really good tobacco right now it's just uh, and I'm really glad because I think it's like I said it's starting to show on every everything coming out from my father uh, at that factory right now
1: Um, what was I going to say oh you know and there's two there's, so there's two other brands that come to mind that I never I never see in cigar aficionado right and you know They've been around a few years now. They made a nice presence at the trade show this year. We've talked a lot about them. Um, could, I mean, quality-wise, I mean, that they're, they're something I easily could see. Yeah. Being a number one at CA. But never really get any love there, and that's Adam A. and Byron. From what I understand,
0: and yeah, I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. you've gotta disclose the brands to get on the efficient out list I don't have that that's what i that's my understanding about it so anything undisclosed
1: on, does not count i believe
0: so uh I'm saying that because if someone tell me I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying but i believe but i I agree um because Atabay, I remember when Adibay. I scored Adibay at 95. One of the Adibays got a 95 score. That's an enormous score for me. Uh, even when I scored higher, I wasn't giving out 95. So, uh, I agree. And, you know, their whole, I, I mean, you know, Davidoff wasn't at the trade show this year, right? Uh, Selected Tobacco did a really good job of being the, like, I think, really the, the showcase luxury brand this year.
1: Yep. Yeah. They really did. I mean El Septimo uh, was there and they came with a lot of flash and stuff, but I, I don't I my my feeling um, They did uh, yeah is that did. most most of the retailers and stuff just feel it's overpriced and it's too flashy. So I, I, I think in terms of and again that's not that's not me. That's what I that's the, the pulse that I get from the retailers I speak to. That I feel say, like yeah. people when it comes to that ultra high end category I feel like you're right. I think Bay and Byron are more of a solid. I, I I had more retailers coming up to me being like, "Hey, can you introduce me to Oliver Nouveau? I want to open an account." Then yeah, and, and they paid their dues
0: for a longer time than Elset. So i still relatively new at this game, and I think they got to build a little more uh, street creds. I think I think Selected Tobacco has built those street creds. Is the difference? So they're a little, you know, may get there. Is what I'm saying, but oh, yeah. they're not there now. Because I'm sure I I go back to 2013 and 14. And people were talking about Atabay and Byron as the Dave Garofalo cigars. They were, and I'm like, I was telling you, no, these are these are just these are special he has, cigars. He has that, nothing to do. with he's, he's not making them. He's distributing them. He, he doesn't yeah. make these cigars. Yeah,
1: he has no no hand in that. But the only thing he does is he he owns he owns United Cigar, and that's about it. Oliver runs the show. adabe and Byron. It's all done by Nelson Alfonso Garofalo. Only you know, and and, and I know that this is something they've talked about on Cigar Authority and stuff. And, you know, people go like, "Oh, well, Adam and Byron, you know, from Two Guys Smoke Shop, and he's and and he and he does, he gets annoyed, and I don't blame him. He's like, it's not a Two Guys Smoke Shop thing; it has nothing well, to do with Two Guys I, Smoke I, Shop at all. Look, I mean, they we ha- carry they it, but
0: look, they have a lot to do with why they're popular. I don't I wouldn't dispute it. When I mean, you have a national, you have the number yeah. one podcast out there, and they do, um, and they've
1: done a great job pushing it. But that, but it's not their yeah. cigar, and 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 I know that Dave has worked very hard to be like, this is its own thing, okay? Yep. I own the distribution company." Because it's a business move, and hey, yeah. good for him, you know. And that's a great move, but it's not his cigar, and he wants people to know that. Um, yeah. It, it's it's the Nelson Alfonso. You should. I think people should be more excited about it being a Nelson Alfonso cigar than putting Garofalo behind it. I mean, Nelson's really the the he's the guy who put it together. I mean, look at some of the other yeah. stuff. I don't think people know, and I think that's part of it too. Is you know, Dave's the face. He's got the show. He's got the store. People know who he is, and then that's great because um, he can move product. But I, I think that if you really if you don't know, you should learn more about who's really behind it because Nelson's got a marvelous story yep. and accolades yep. and all the stuff he does with Habanos. Yep, so, I, I agree. I totally agree on that. Uh. I mean, that's 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 the guy. That's the guy. I mean, it's not it's it's the Nelson Alfonso cigars. You know, if the closest thing you're going to get to, you know, having stuff that's like those Premier Habanos releases, it's going to be of and Byron because that's the guy who makes you know the the boxes and stuff. And, and, you know, their booths, I've not been to Habanos
0: Festival, but I have, um, you know, I get press releases, and I do know people went. That booth very much had the vibe of the Habanos um, trade show booth. That's oh, how yeah. they do it. And, listen, I heard you guys on, Not this wasn't your opinion. Mm-hmm. I heard the How About That Cigar guy, and I absolutely was cringing when I heard, and I love Cigar Hustle Mike, Talking about getting an industrial warehouse to run our trade show, I cringed. I, I wanted to throw something at the wall. Like, no, that's not what. The, if you look, I understand everyone can't afford a Nelson Alfonso booth, right? Right. But that's what I'm saying. Those products got was showcased in a way they deserve to be showcased. If you're gonna charge forty to fifty dollars for a cigar, and if the market's dictating it, it's certainly their right. That's the way you should be displaying a forty to fifty dollar cigar product.
1: Like like I said, I I I was yeah. the one that, that said, I one of the first people to say, you know that booth was designed, set up, presented. The cigars were presented in a way that, if they had a a Ferrari or Lamborghini on display in the booth, I wouldn't ask why. I would be like, oh, that's cool, because it it would fit so well. I wouldn't ask why is there a car here. I'd be yeah. like, oh wow, <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, you know?
0: I I I remember when my dad he moved from Lincoln Mercury to Lexus uh, when he was alive and, and, and he was working. And there was a big change he went through in terms of uh, running a showroom with Lexus. It just, it was a different, it, and he had to go for, I remember, it was just, he had to completely change his mindset at that point. He said, we're selling these cars right now. At the time, you know, $40,000 was a lot for a car back when he was doing this, right? You know. Sure. Y- y- you have to change it, yeah. So, I'm just saying, I understand that it, the trade show is not affordable for people, and I think they need to work on some costs. But we cannot take away, like, Nelson Alfonso, if you told him we'll get, you give him a table clause, I, I'm sure he would just say, Guys, I'm not going to sell my these cigars. These cigars are not meant to be displayed on a table clause. It's nothing against having a table clause, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, like in museum cases, it was like. It, it was. and But yeah, it had this Habanos. It, like I said, if you've ever seen the press photos from Habanos, it very much had that vibe, which is that museum. It's exactly the same vibe you're talking about.
1: Oh, like, if you've ever been to Tiffany, and you, like, walk in, and they have the right. jewelry in those, like, glass cases, little oh, yeah. podiums, it was like that. It was, like, the, the little little display light I, on I, it, it was just like, ooh. I was wondering if they were going to have red velvet ropes in there, though. And I was like, I wouldn't have been mad if they did, actually. Honestly, I think it would have fit. I think it I, I, I actually think it would have fit, too. Like, hey,
0: don't get too close to that glass cabinet, because you can knock it over. I mean, that's, I'm dead serious on that. So, and you know, you got. And sometimes these booths, they look nice, but they're not the I am sure their boots were sturdy, but I'm just saying some of these other boots aren't sturdy is what I've I've seen people lean on to things at times, so so yeah. Um but where were we with
1: this? Where where did we come from this? Um, I we 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 went on a tangent. Well I mentioned that when we talked about the CA list, right? And I And oh yeah, this why
0: these cigars weren't on the CA list. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they're not usually on the list and they're a cigar that I I could see, you know, winning that list, but then you added, you know I think a big part of it is Undisclosed blends are not eligible. So they answered that question.
0: I believe so. Yeah, I'm, I'm the caveat that, uh, and I believe sometimes people have disclosed blends to get on the list because <laughs> they just make up anything. But, <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> but hey, yeah, if you go to historically, you won't see uh, you won't see that. Is what I'm saying.
1: Here's a question though. Let's pretend, right? The CA list has a reputation of whatever it gives number one. That cigar now becomes unobtainable because it's number one and everyone's mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's the one. And right. you know, that's what happened with Andalusion Bull. It got number one and now you now no one can get them, right? So um Adam and Byron is still small in terms of its production. So let's say let's say Grand Poema gets C A number one. Let's, let's play the hypothetical game, right? Okay. There's only two hundred boxes made of that per year. Mm-hmm. What what happens with them? I mean, that's a really small production, you know. Now you they'll, take they'll, a, you they'll
0: handle it. Just, they'll handle it just like Fuente did with Eye of the Shark. I don't believe they'll they'll ramp up production a bit.
1: No, I don't think they will. But it'll and, be and even harder th- to get.
0: It'll be harder to get because again, Nelson's all about that aging piece too. So he's aging the tobacco and then he's aging the cigars, right? Um, he's only got limited limited capacity. So uh, yeah, I just think it's gonna be extremely on a table.
1: So it's almost like a you know, we we've had this conversation. The cigar of the year thing, right? Even even not even just with CA. I mean obviously the one that CA gives, you know, you just have a but even with some of the other lists, even some of the stuff that you know ha- put halfway puts on the consensus and whatnot. Um and it's natural. You you put out there in the world, hey, this is number one on this list, everyone's gotta go out and buy it. Then it becomes harder to find. So you know, It's a blessing and a curse, really, to get number one. It's nice to get the recognition. It's great. You got a number one. Yay. But then, and you sell a shit ton of cigars, and that's great. And then you get to a point where you've sold everything because everybody wants it. And then people are begging you for more, and you're like, I can't roll them fast enough. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, It's definitely, you know, but then there's certain cases, I think that, like, Florius Antius, when that got number one, it was probably one of the most successful that I ever saw. My, you know, following the list, that that cigar just became, it remained their number one seller at my father to this day. Um, interesting when when Encore got number one and then Pledge got number one. Pledge was much more accessible than the Encore was for a while. It was, you know, oh the other way. I'm sorry. The Encore was more accessible than the Pledge. I mean, yeah. because they ramped up. They immediately ramped up production of the encore afterwards, but they were a little unprepared for the pledge one because it happens. They, I don't think they were expecting that one. I think encore they thought they could get it.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, I think, and and it's different for everybody because some of these manufacturers, you know, they put cigars out there, and everyone thinks that their cigar is great, right? I mean, they should. I mean, if you're putting that much effort and money into it, and you put it out to the market, it should be the best. It should be right. Um, but you know. Realistic expectation. I am sure that you know behind closed doors, people go. People will say like, "This cigar is good." I think we're gonna sell this amount. I don't think it's gonna be like a banger, but it's gonna be good. We're gonna sell you know you know, a million units, two million, whatever whatever their projection is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, and I think some of them get it right. Some of them don't. Maybe you know with them that w- they knew like this cigar is just so good. We've heard already. We've already heard pr- you know. Pr- pr- uh, ugh, I can't even talk today preliminary, uh, preliminary reviews from people, you know, this is going to be hot. This is going to be good. Let's ramp up production. Now they get number one. Okay. They're in good. They're in good. They're in a good spot. Some people put out a cigar. They're like, yeah, it's good, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And all of a sudden they get number one and it's like, uh Oh, okay. We got to start rolling more. Um, I think it's definitely yeah. a huge part of it. I also, dep- I think it depends on the size of the manufacturer. You know, someone like La Florida Minicana and delusion bull gets cigar of the year. It's a lot harder for them to ramp up production on Andalusian bull, because um, they already have a set amount of stuff that they make every year. Versus someone like Padron or Fuente, those are already massive factories that make a lot of product. So yeah. for them to pivot on their production, it's it, it, and it's just my my point being, it's it's easier for some manufacturers than others. So I guess it is a blessing and a curse. But I guess some manufacturers just can deal with that pivoting better than others because of just, you know, I, how big they are. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like um, my father, my father. I think they would be okay. Uh, I don't think anyone's just going to be squeaky clean and just be like, oh, we have plenty. I think people maybe have a little, but they'll be able to adapt to that and be able to put more into production and aging quicker and easier than some other yeah, folks. Yeah, but let's say like
0: let's say like for example, let's just hypothetically say the the Florida Santia's tenth anniversary gets number one this year, right? Yeah. That That's using Pelo de Oro, and I know that my father has very limited amounts of Pelo de Oro. Well, this is a good uh, part,
1: too. I know where you're going with this. this, is, this, is, this yeah. is so a they're good probably not going to have –
0: they, they, they could have the capacity, but they may not have the tobacco
1: to make it. Yeah, a, you're right. And, yeah. And yeah. The only stipulation to that, too, is it depends on what actual tobacco's in that cigar and how much of that's available. If it's a cigar yeah. that uses tobacco that's all readily available, that's one thing. But you're right. If yeah. there's something that uses something like that where we could make 30 million cigars, but we can only get this much tobacco, like obviously – that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you're right. That's, I'm, I'm glad you added that in there. Another one. Perdomo. Now, last year we saw Perdomo clean up with their 10th anniversary Maduro. It was on my list. I believe it was on your list. Was it? Top 10. It was number six. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in my top. Was it my? Was it my number five? N- Nick
0: reminded me he didn't get number one either. But the show, <laughs> you'll see the video. It's funny.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Just like Mickey Peg always reminds me. He's like, oh, I came in second. I got the Bridesmaid Award. I'm like, yep, yep. every time I see him.
0: But Nick wants to be, they both want to be number one. I'm like, this is good. I want you guys to both be number one. I want you guys to work hard. So, you yeah, should want good. to, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Perdomo. But hey, per- yeah.
1: No, go ahead. What were we going to say? Yeah, Perdomo. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Perdomo. Has 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 Nick gotten number one at CA?
0: He's never been rated by, no, he's never been ranked by CA. He's been rated. Uh, yeah, interesting. They did rate the 10th anniversary of Maduro which, in my opinion, probably in the last four or five years, has been the most successful cigar on the end of year lists. I think the two I look at in the last like seven or eight years that have been popular have been um, the the Perdomo 10th anniversary and Wise Man Maduro a few years ago. Just sh- monster cigars showed up on a lot of lists. Yeah, but uh, he does not have a 91 from what I've seen on the scores this year. So he'd have to have 91 to get on the CA list and uh he doesn't have that which is ridiculous cuz that cigar like i said it was on everybody's list last year
1: it's true cigar yeah. authority gave it number 1 i think tobacco business gave it number 1 cigar <sighs> journal
0: didn't did
1: cigar journal gave it number 1 i think they did i think they yeah, did I, I think they did i yeah. think they did yeah so i mean they they cleaned up really good they did and didn't cut it on it. ca
0: that was a big, That was a monster Perdomo release. We opinion.
1: both had it in our top 10. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, so it's funny. You know, when we talk about that whole thing, too, you know, everyone talks about the CA list, and they're like, wow, that's, like, the list. Well, there's a lot of good manufacturers in cigars that have cleaned up everywhere else, and then they don't even make a splash on CA. So it's, it's hard— it's hard to look at CA as like the be-all, end-all list. Now, I understand it's been around a long time. It's the big list. Everyone looks at that list. But I like to remind people, like as, as much as that may be the stigma or the feel or whatever, there's cigars that perform at literally almost everywhere else very highly. And then when it comes to CA, you're like, well, where is it? And you're looking for it. And you're like, oh, it didn't make the list. That's weird. Here's a real interesting analogy
0: to look at, um, or comparison. All right. So that Prodomo, uh that tenth anniversary, um, I don't remember which size was the one, but it was, it was, I think it was the Toro was the one that got the most play, right? Yeah. Uh, size wise, right? And then I go ahead and I look at the um, CA's number one cigar last year. Which was uh, the Padrone 1964 torpedo? Which cigar had more buzz? And I'm gonna say it was. And I'm not talking Facebook, right? I'm just talking into cigar shops with people. The Perdomo 10th anniversary easily had had more buzz.
1: And let's let's just throw this out there, right? Drones mm-hmm. been around a long time. Perdomo's been around. I mean, Perdón's been around much longer than Perdomo, but Perdomo's been around long enough. I mean, this right. is 30, 30 years this year. 30 years. Yeah, Perdomo's 55 almost. Yeah. I think 30's good, right? Um, yeah. These are both brands that consistently put out good cigars. They have strong reputations. They've been around a long time. Very consistent. Yada yada yada. Pretty evenly matched, I would say, right? I know Perdomo's a little bit. More on the uh, higher end price range, and they have some that, bigger that, releases and stuff. But that's when you what put them saying. side by side, pretty pretty evenly matched, right? So to your point, very evenly matched. Look at them side by side. That's a fair statement. It's not like you're talking about, you know, uh, Perdomo and or Perdron and let's say All Saints, right? <laughs> that's 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 apples and oranges. Very very. They can both still make good cigars, but you're putting something side by side. And you're right. When you go into shops and you see these brands, right, every shop you go into, you almost see Perdomo, you almost see Padron. So you go in there and you listen, like, those are cigars that are always going across the register because everyone's always buying those cigars. Right. You're right. I heard more about Perdomo, that Perdomo 10th, than.
0: Yeah. And and look, I think Padron, the difference is that torpedo, I don't see people clamoring for that torpedo. No. They They aren't. No, they still probably are clamoring for other cigars in the sixty-four line, but Perdomo. I mean, I can tell you. Look, cigar coop is very much a Google-driven. I use a lot of Google Analytics for mine, right? That's it's not a Facebook-driven site, right? At least sort of website I'm talking about. And I'm telling you, Perdomo has been the mons. Perdomo one of the monster brands right now. Over the last, uh, that, especially that tenth anniversary, I should say, is one of the monster lines it's been. Um. It's just it's uh, that that review I put out probably it's first or second in the last twelve months in terms of hits, in terms of reviews. So it, it's it's people are, are interested. They're googling, they're searching for that cigar. Um, Perdomo so Champagne, huge selling cigar, massive huge cigar. selling cigar. So and it, yeah, it still is number it's one selling SKU the, that they have. Yep, yeah, easily, easily. Um, and, and you know it's funny the Sungrown, which is a great cigar, the tenth anniversary Sungrown gets a little lost with those other two. It's still a
1: really good cigar. It it does. It, it, you know what? Yeah, and yeah, I and I yeah. still say to this day, and I've, I've said it for years, and I still say it to this today, you know, Perdomo's sun-grown cigars are some of the best sun-grown cigars I've ever had.
0: Yeah, I think in this case the Maduro, was, and I'm usually I usually lean towards his Maduros, so but I think his Maduro was the clear winner this time. Uh I 100 percent agree. Two, yeah. I, I, Champagne is a separate animal. I'll, I'll say it's a separate. It's been around for a long time.
1: Yeah. I was always very sun-grown with Perdomo for many years. Yeah. And it wasn't until I didn't have anything against Maduro's. I just always just loved the sun-growns, right? Yeah. When that 10th anniversary yeah. Maduro came out, I was like, I, I got to start smoking more Perdomo Maduro, and specifically the 10th. Um, yeah. But I was just like, wow. I mean, that cigar really blew me away.
0: I do, I thought the ESV Maduro was better, though. Did you? A couple of years. Yeah. I, think I I think the ESV was. Uh. See, the ESV is a line I'd put against the more of like a petroleum 26. That ESV a. Like, that's their. That's cream of the crop line they, they had. Yep. But I think you know that's not as, as every. I think the 10th anniversary is much more geared as your everyday cigar. That's the difference. The ESV look, That's probably more of a special
1: occasion type of thing you're gonna have. Um. I kind of got lost here on the shuffle. There was a couple of comments. Skip asked about the, what was the My Father's Cigar you just mentioned. I already forgot. The 100 Anos. Uh, the 100 yeah. 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 So there's you know, that one. And then cigar. Mark said, I, I think Mark's talking about, he can chime in correctly. I think he's talking about the Perdomo 10th Maduro. And he asked, did it make the consensus because no one is buzzing about no one is buzzing on a cigar that's been around for years. I'm, I'm not. I kind of lost what, where he was talking about there. I'm not sure what he what he mentioned, but he okay. can clarify. Um, sorry, Mark. I think there was a, I think there was a Perdomo on the consensus. Um, as much
0: as we've like we've given the consensus a lot of uh publicity on coop, we're starting to pull back from that a little. Um, it's just I think there's just a lot of I think some of the holes of the consensus are getting exposed again. Uh, and I think it does need a little like they made an overhaul a few years ago. And I think it needs a little bit of an overhaul. That's a whole other show topic though, I'm not gonna get into. Um I don't think Podoma made the consensus. I
1: just went down the list of it.
0: So I'm looking little... at
1: it I'm looking at the consensus myself now. Um yeah, they had in, in 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 order from one, Undercrown ten, Paladin Dasaka saka I know uh, it's, it's a, a good cigar
0: it's a, but, but, well, you look, you and i it's a good cigar I, mean, I loved
1: it it's vodka, great it was I still have some left
0: right
1: number three was a cigar that i know i i think was in was it your number two last year the Edventure, uh the queen's pearls but yes it was um number four the Hoya de nicaragua doscientos i
0: didn't i didn't love that cigar I
1: didn't yeah. either yeah I didn't love that cigar Yep. um I said if someone asked me about that at the show I, I I had like I had like 3 of them and every single yep. time it was just like yep. I mean wasn't bad but I didn't love it. it it wasn't great uh number 5 supreme leaf now you know what? this let me just stop right here let's talk about the leaf for a second right oh I'm sorry mark just shot no one's what do you say no one's buzzing on the Padrone. it's <laughs> been around for years the buzz on Perdomo was because it was new. He's right. Yeah. He's right.
0: Um, the thing I can't answer on that Padron was how it performed last year, that size. Or, or you know how it's performed recently because I haven't smoked that size in a while. And that's, that's the only way I could do a barometer if it was worthy of number one. And, and I always tell this story, um, Matt. The year that uh, Monte Cristo number two out of Cuba got number one, if you smoked that cigar that year, it was exceptional, and money is always—they're very—but they're, they go up and down. But that year, they was—I happened to have that cigar a few times, and it was exceptional. I wasn't surprised I got number one. So I—I I, I don't know the answer on that Padron story, though. How you know what what year they smoked or anything like that?
1: It, it's tough. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's a good point. Uh, but let's talk about uh, Aganor's Salif for a second. This is another factory. Um. The buzz that I hear a lot of people say is that they feel that Casa Fernandez is not really making the best stuff that they've made right now. And I'm curious to see what your thoughts on that are. If you looked at the Coop list,
0: they have gone a little down. um, But... They're doing some other things. I think you got to look at here,
1: because I uh, didn't fully agree with that. I, but it seems to yeah, be no. not not the consensus list. The consensus the, of there, are the, the the chatter. Are
0: there are people who are people subscribing that. But I'm looking at some of the things that things doing as a factory. Mm. They came out with the shade grown uh Carrojo maduro. That was kind of a game changing leaf. It's the new leaf. Now they're doing the Carrojo, uh 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they got some new thing going. And look, I think it takes a few. It's gonna take a little time, to like when you're working with like uh, their their Carjo 99 for as long as they did, and they're really good at it. Now you're you're doing something new. You know, it's gonna. It's not gonna be. It's not out of the gate. Probably gonna. You're probably not gonna get it right out of the gate the first time. Is what I'm saying. So I, I think we gotta. I think we really got to see them continue to cultivate those crops and those harvests, and then obviously come up with some. See, you know, come up with some other blends. And we'll really see that. But I think as a factory, they're, they're in, in, a, in an agricultural operation. They're investing in innovation there. So I think it's a little unfair to just say, well, this stuff's not as good because I think they're, they're changing it a bit. Like I said, they only done one release with the Corojo 2012, at least for themselves. It's the Cerberus. So um, give it a little time is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, and, I, I, and, think, and... I think you could make some arguments with that, but I think there's other factors going on. Like, they could be setting themselves up for the next 10 years to keep that in mind. But, like, the, I looked at a little Pepin now that they, they're growing their own wrappers, and I think now they're starting to get it right. So I, I think you got to just watch it for a more long
1: term. I think so, too. I mean, the only, yeah, the only, yeah. the only negative thing I've really seen, um, you know, the only cigar I smoked from them in, in recent, in the last couple of years, is that I, at first I was like, hmm, was the Rare Leaf. And I I even told, and I told Terrence, and I told, I go, Terrence, I go, I I had, I had a couple of them back home. I I don't know. It just, it it was weird. It it tasted weird, and he said, really. And I told him my issues with it, and he's like, okay. And I was down in Miami at at with Terrence, and he gave me another one. He's like, well, let's let's sit down and smoke another one. And I smoked another one. It was it was vastly different. I was like, yeah, this is very different. And uh, I'm like, this tastes a lot better than the ones I had. And he's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of factors, things could change, but other than that. Everything I've had from them has been pretty solid. And, um, and the only other thing I've heard anyone else talk about, and I've had the cigar, and I didn't think it was that bad. Then again, I, the, the biggest caveat to this, I think, was the burn issues, was the Cerberus. Now, Half-Wheel, I think it was Charlie who did it. Charlie gave that cigar a 75, yeah, 76. Ben, ben had issues with it, too. So, I had I not had
0: quite that low. Well, his score wasn't as low, but he had some issues with that cigar, Yeah,
1: I had two. I didn't have major issues with it. I, I think it performed well enough. I, had, I I enjoyed it well enough. I mean, it wasn't like a ninety-five, but I mean, I I, I my experience was not like a seventy-five. Um, that's the only thing I've seen people actually pick apart and say it was bad. Um, now, I mean, you told me Ben had some issues. It doesn't sound like it was as bad, but um, I just I feel like. I've been hearing that floating around and I just, I don't know if I fully agree with it. So I wanted to no, air that out.
0: No, no, and I think you make a point. The rare leaf was an interesting one. Um, that cigar is a different, it, it's more Criollo braced. Uh, and by the way, Aganorsa does grow very good Criollo. Um, they do. But, but they've been so focused on the Corojo lately that I think the Criollo has gotten a little more put on the back burner. Um, so it's a very different type of blend. Uh, so it's not; gonna, it's different than anything else that Aganorcs has done. Uh, but I agree with you. I I had a similar experience the first run, and the more recent runs have been better. And that's why, that's why, Matt. I hate the fact that people look at they they judge a cigar that comes out November thirtieth, and and if it's gonna make the list or not for that year. Because I've seen these things change. My initial we we were just talking about Supreme Leaf. I didn't have as positive an experience with the Supreme Leaf at first. As the year went on, that cigar and I happen to have some of those robustos, it, it worked its way into my top, my top thirty. So um, it, it can happen. That's why I'm a big believer in making sure that all these cigars have enough time um, and have. That's why you know I'm against the big crunch at the end of the year uh, because it just you, you you get invalid results.
1: Yeah, and I, I believe and I agree with you, and I think that cigars do need time. It, it, it's hard to – something hits the shelf, you know, the week before Thanksgiving and you're, and you're you're gauging it for the whole year with, you know, what, five, six weeks of performance left. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard. It, it, it's not hard. fair.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, I mean, there was a cigar last year that uh, I would have had – I actually had ranked high. It came out late in the year. I smoked it this year. It kind of it not wowing me now, so – you know, and it, what if I would have squeezed that on the list, you know? And, and other people are talking about that cigar right now. So it's just not, not there. So um, that's why I believe every cigar should have several months in the marketplace so you can make a, a fair assessment w- where it belongs at some point um, with that. Um, so, like I said, I, I think the Agonor, so just to sum that up, I think we have to look at other factors of what they're doing here on this.
1: Uh, going going down the line on the consensus, just I, I, I don't know if I'm going to read all of them. Uh-huh. But just some of the ones we've talked about, Alec and Bradley, Alec Alec and Bradley, not Alec Bradley. Uh, the Kensugi, which I thought was a great cigar. Uh, I thought
0: it was a good cigar. It wasn't, but I thought their other two cigars they did were better.
1: Yeah, but a lot
0: of people liked this cigar. I it really liked it. With, it connected with the media. Yeah,
1: Nicole loved it.
0: See me to me, Blind face and Gatekeeper were better.
1: Gatekeeper, yeah. I also really liked. That was yeah. real toasty. That was nice. Yeah. I yeah. liked that a lot. Very good. Yeah. Um, Rare Leaf Reserve is on here we, we just yeah. talked about. Uh-huh. And there it is, the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary that we talked about earlier in the show. The 35 is right. on the list. And number six, I, kinda, I, I skipped this one, the Davidoff Dominicana. Did you have the Dominicana? It's funny. I have a review coming up of it. Yeah, it's, a very, it was
0: a limited, it's a limited production line. It's actually pretty good.
1: Now, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is how I understood it originally. The Davidoff Dominicana replaced the seven oh two series.
0: Yeah, no, they did discontinue the seven oh two series and they put Dominicana in, but from what I understood the seven oh two series was was regular production. This isn't. Okay. Yeah. We we just had Eddie Guerra on the show uh a couple weeks ago and he talked a lot about how Davidoff's very skew conscious. They, they they tend to try to keep the number of skews in their portfolio constant. And you know, if something if they've come out with something, something's coming out, is
1: because they have just a big portfolio. When you continue down the line, Davidoff Winston Churchill Limited Edition Twenty Twenty One, which was that I didn't one, like it. I didn't. I didn't. Like ha- I, didn't well. I didn't have that one. But what I will tell you is, I had the I had this year's the Twenty Twenty Two the Perfecto. I did not like that one, and I think that. Just the Vitola. I had burn issues with that cigar. And, Not surprised. And I, I, I just remember, I remember where I had it. I was at Empire in Miami, and I was with uh, my friend Kevin, Kevin Acuff. And I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke this. And uh, he was like, Oh yeah, I think he had some. And he was like, Yeah, I had it, and it was good. And I had it, and I just remember sitting there with him like for like an hour and a half, and I just, I kept relighting it touching it up and i was just like it was tight i kept trying to cut it down a little bit more without going too far i was like this is and i and i looked and i was like this is just not even enjoyable yeah it just felt like i was working like i, I, I it was like it was work it wasn't yeah. a leisurely experience i was like i'm working to get through this 45 five dollar cigar that i just right. bought because i don't want to throw it away and i'm trying to like make it worth it but i just feel like i'm I'm um, working myself to, to get through this cigar, and I was very disappointed. Uh, so I am I am curious to see where that one lands on the list this year, too. Cause, I mean, Davidoff usually performs very highly, too. It's Davidoff. I get it. Um, but just I just I did not think that cigar was very good. Um, and, again, I think a lot of it had to do with the burn issues, too. But you also said you weren't surprised, too. Did you have this year's Davidoff Winston Churchill? Uh, I wasn't wild by it. it yeah. Bad. I didn't have burn issues, but, yeah, I wasn't wild by it. Disappointing. Especially yeah. for, for like how limited it is and what right. they go for, uh, I think that the, I think Davidoff's limited this year. That got the most buzz was the year of the Tiger. I think that was the one that they got their I, most. And I,
0: and I I didn't I loved I loved the project. I hated the blend. I think it was one of the worst Zodiac cigars I had. Really, but I think I wish I told Eddie, I wish they could find a way to work with that wrapper process on other blends. Yeah. I think I it's just, I didn't think the blend under it was good.
1: I think Half Wheel gave that cigar cuz they do the packaging list and stuff. I I think that was like in the top 3. I don't think it was number 1, but I think it was up there. You know,
0: I, yeah, I would love to do a packaging thing, but you have to buy the packaging. And probably to them, that's a significant investment. Um, but I think you have to have the packaging in person to do those. Um, yeah. Or at least access to it in person. Um, so maybe
1: at a trade show they can do it too uh, but it was great packaging there's no question about it Um, I don't want to like I said I don't want to go all the way through this list but a couple more that I see on here that I think are, are interesting for last year's consensus at 11 was the EP Carrillo the pledge interesting to see that at that spot Yep. at 13 the Liga Provada Bauhaus we, we got to talk about that one which one? yeah the Bauhaus. The Bauhaus, okay. All yeah. right.
0: First of all, it made the Coop List, right? It did. Uh, There was a loophole with the Coop List that was kind of exposed, though. That's a European-only release, which are eligible on the Coop List, right? But going forward, if, like, like, basically the rule is I, I buy all the cigars again, but I didn't rebuy that cigar. I'm being honest, right? I used what I had that Drew Estate sent out. Like, going forward, I have to fix that where... I have to go ahead and um, – that's got to be bought next year. No one in the media bought that cigar. They got it because samples were sent all over the place with it. Otherwise, no one would have bought that cigar.
1: And I think at the time, uh, I, I didn't get samples of that one. And when Nicole went to England, I was going to have her get a box. And there was, there, there was one there. She could have had it. And I, and I decided – I was like, you know what? I was like, no, I don't want to buy a whole box. Um, I, I, we we went back and forth. Those 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 are shopping list that she had. a thing, and then that one got removed off the list. Um, but yeah, I mean that's, yeah, that's a it's good. It's gonna point.
0: make it. It's gonna make it harder for European cigar to get on my list now. Is what I'm telling people because, that's the I think the cigars I have to be if I get a sample from the company to make the list. I I rebuy the cigar, uh, or something that usually I'll do is I'll hold one back if I buy it. Yeah, but but in this case, uh, or if it's limited. Yeah, you know, I'll go buy it right away again. But yeah, this one I didn't, it kinda of slipped out there and I realized, hey, I, I smoked it. using a sample. And that was just and the list ain't changing once that happens, right? It was I, I exposed some got exposed with that. So yeah. It, but media, this wouldn't have been like this is why media had this so high, is what I'm saying. Because they got this in their hands. Like right? and that that's where this is where like I said, people like Mickey Pegg, uh, and Amandolo are gonna be fighting this battle because there's only so many slots on this list.
1: Right. Yeah. um, You know, there's something I thought of that I wanted to bring up. You know, we talk about not everybody use, puts Cubans on their list. I don't. You don't. Um, they're eligible. They're,
0: they're eligible, though, just so you know. Yeah. It's just they don't come out in time. Yeah.
1: Um, Wheel puts them on the list. CA puts them on the list for sure. Um, if you don't know, I, I, you know this, but to the audience, you don't know, earlier this year, Habanos announced that they were increasing their prices and they were restructuring their pricing model based off of the pricing um, averages, I think is precisely how it was worded, um, based on the market in Hong Kong and China. From what I understand, it was specific to they were basing their their pricing off of something to do with the pricing in in Hong Kong. And that was going to be the standard. And what happened was, is the two top premier brands from Habanos, Cohiba and Trinidad, uh, saw price increases of almost 300%. Some of the, the more limited lines were even more. Um, the new Cohiba 55 coming out, I, I I've been told that that cigar is already going to start fetching four or five hundred dollars a, a cigar. Um, Bahique is already through the roof with some of their some of their prices on their cigars too. You can find a box for like thirty five hundred dollars. Uh, if you can find one, some of these websites you can go on. Um, the people in the U.S., you know, that buy Cuban cigars from, that they have them shipped in. Uh, some of them you go on to. You, you th- there's not much on yeah. those sites anymore. When Nicole went to England. Um, she went to some places. They had nothing. Um, she found she found a couple of packs of Cohibas at the airport. They were the only two packs she had that they had. I heard the um, airports
0: have been cleaned out. i have hearing a lot of duty-free. Like the, the duty freeze, yeah. like yeah, I, so,
1: and that and that was before, that was before this announcement. Since then, the websites that that shipped Cubans around the world, they don't even have anything on there anymore. And I think there was definitely a panic buy of, well, let's get it now." Um, how do you think, if it does affect? I guess I don't know. How do you think that that more? How do you think that affects some of those cigars going on lists in the future? Do you think that has any impact? Um, I, I just I don't know. I, I feel like the whole Cuban cigar. If, if you're if you're a Cuban cigar smoker, because there's people that, that they're, they're they're just not, and then there's people that that are. And no matter which side you're on, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. It's everyone's personal preference. But the Cuban cigar game is is really is really going to change with these yeah. price increases.
0: I, and i don't again i i don't know what to make of it you know when cuba opened up right it wasn't like uh, cigar journal had more cubans on that list right so i'm just saying i don't know if that the supplier demand thing affects them i i think it could affect cigar journal a little more um you know i don't know how cigar journal does blind send outs right they send out the cigars blind, but did they did they unbanned Cubans and send them blind to like the U.S.? I always wondered
1: that. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I I, I don't know how to do that either. I, I'm just asking, but because if they're if they're sending the cigars out, they got to be able to import them. I think it could affect the cigar journalist a little more, and I know cigar journal has put Cubans on the list. Yep. I just don't know how they handle like to the reviewers on that. So. It's an It's a fair question, um, but I tell you, I don't think it affects CA that much. I think they'll just they're gonna find a way to get those cigars. Um, but what you may not see, is you may not see Cohiba Fifty Five on these lists either. So,
1: yeah, I, I would say that the market for Cuban cigars is definitely changing. I mean, look, availability has already been struggling the last couple of years, especially with the pandemic yeah. and everything. Now you go and you price out all your cigars. Whatever, yep. wha- whatever was out there, whatever was left, people grabbed because they, they, yeah. the, they knew that the hammer was about to fall. They got to grab some stuff before it goes yep. to the roof. Now, pricing has—I I believe that pricing model has gone into effect now. I think, it, I think that is in effect as of right now. So yeah. Cuban cigars coming out to the market now are three times more expensive than they were last year, and they were already hard to obtain. And that's yep. before you even take in taxes in some of these countries where they're available, because I mean, they're not available here. But you look at some of these other countries, the the, the, the tax rates on on tobacco and cigars. Um, so I mean, you're, you're dramatically increasing your MSRP price, right? You know that not everyone always follows that, depending on where you are. Then you add on some of these tax rates. Okay. I mean, does this kill Habanos in the long run? I mean, it's just like I, I just I, I'm trying to follow along with this. Like I I, I don't you know. Or do they just feel that there's enough high-end clientele out there that, I mean, I mean, I just those some of these pricing. I mean, I I people come to me like, oh my god, have you seen the price of Cohiba now? Like, I could barely afford it before. Now I'll never have them. Well, yeah, it's the way the world works now. Uh, I I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's I don't know the answer to that. To be honest with you. And is this a long-term
1: thing? Is this the new thing, or is this
0: temporary? They got to be able to sell cigars, right?
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: supply and demand. Ultimately, the, 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 the I think supply and demand will ultimately solve that.
1: I don't know, Just interesting. Not so much as a a, a concern for the U.S. market. Well, unless, I don't think it'll happen anytime soon, but unless the embargo ended and then they did come, which we've always talked about, you know, that it's not an impossible possibility. It just doesn't seem likely right now. But I think eventually, someday, someday it'll happen. I don't think that that'll be in place forever. I think that that probably will come down eventually. And then when it does, I mean... That's, that's a whole that's a whole other series of problems that we don't even have time to get into
0: yeah, um, yeah. but it,
1: it is interesting just to think about you know just how yeah. expensive the, the Cuban cigars have gone um, it, it, it's insane um, following along with the comments Dan Dan's very active uh, do you think do you think the habano's products made a wise decision on their pricing are they correct and the money will be spent or did they misread the market? I mean that's kinda of, that's I guess I think that's kinda of what I was trying to say before. Yeah, it's like yeah. did they misread the market? Did they think like, Oh yeah, we got this. Let's just let's let's shoot those prices through the roof and then they do it and then it drops off. Um I feel like an opportunity to introduce the rest of the world to more new world cigars. It's a good point too. Yep. If that happens and, uh, New World yep. cigars outside of the US I think see a significant increase.
0: Yep. We'll agree.
1: So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, that changes the entire market as a whole too. You know, people who don't want to pay those prices, maybe they'll transition over to New World cigars. What they, they could, what, yeah. what they're known as outside the U.S.
0: They could, and that's why I think Dortmund's gonna be a very interesting show this year uh, in September uh, because I think a lot of companies. Like, that's a show that really is run by more the distributors and the manufacturers support the distributors at that show, and I think you're gonna see a lot of people trying to get distribution.
1: Yeah. Now, you mentioned Dortmund. we will kind of change gears and go on a completely different topic for a second. Uh-huh. Davidoff and STG not going to Dortmund.
0: No surprise. Yeah. I, I think, that, I think you know, look, I just think Bo- uh, Davidoff definitely not a surprise. Uh, maybe a little bit STG. Um, but, you know, Davidoff I think has shown that the trade show model is not for them. Little, so, like I said, a little surprised about STG because I think there was some ground to gain, uh, you know, for them to do in Europe. Uh, you know, and they have Agio, which is still a pretty good brand out there. So yeah, I am a little surprised about STG. Davitoff, I'm not surprised about.
1: Yeah, so I mean, this this when I saw that, it was like, okay, so this is not a piece This is not just a PCA thing. I mean, they're they're pulling out of other trade shows.
0: That yeah, I mean, STG was a surprise because like I said,
1: yeah. I mean, people but, have been talking about like. Of the big four, who, who, who could they see coming back? Um, Davidoff's one of those brands that we said we don't, we don't expect to see back. STG was a maybe. That, now that they it, pulled out of they, another SCG, trade show, SCG, I don't think so.
0: STG came back.
1: Well. I, 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 I,
0: as far as I'm concerned, they came back with Room 101 this year.
1: If you want to be technical, maybe yeah. They're
0: not, not, not a big, not a, maybe that's the route they're going to go is kind of use a, a small presence. and If there's key brands they want to distribute, maybe they do it that way. So it's not making fun of them. I think there's some strategic – I think it was very strategic what they did. Um, they had some projects with Matt Boost, who worked on They displayed it at Matt Boost Boost. Uh, you know, Sancho Panza, I think, is a, a, a big project for them, right? So I don't know if they need well, – STG, they're coming out with a new cigar every week this year. And that's not an exaggeration.
1: No, I, so yeah. why
0: change that model and focus on some stuff you want to focus on at the trade show? I, I think they already came back is my answer on that.
1: We'll have to see how next year pans out.
0: I'm officially saying in the, in the cigar coupe world, they came back. I I understand that that's not maybe what everyone else thinks, but I actually think they came back this year.
1: Okay. Yeah. Do they, you did, th- they did. So so do you think they come back next year?
0: So do I think they come back bigger next year? I think that's a possibility. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Do they come back and maybe have an STG boost? I think, yeah. But I think it will be much smaller scale than what we've seen. I think it's a good chance. I think... Uh, I think a lot of people are saying now two of those companies. Look, here's the problem. I think we talked about it in the last show. Yeah. Now PCA is holding a little bit of the leverage here. They had a pretty good show. Um, you know, so now did, how much do they really need to concede to these other companies for them to come back? You know, that's that's going to be the that's going to be the million dollar question.
1: That's true. I don't think Davitov's coming back.
0: I don't think Davitov's coming back. I think and, they're doing their own thing. Uh, I think if, they're going if, road. And if you're looking at, and if you're looking at moving the show to New Orleans in two years, um, I don't know if that's going to set anyone to come back. So. What would you say? If they look at moving the show back to New Orleans, I don't know how much incentive that's going to be for anyone to come back. For, I, any, I for
1: any of the big four.
0: Right. I think it's – honestly, I think and here's why. I think it's a lot of uncertainty with that. New Orleans is going to have a lot of – I think they'd, they'd rather see – let's see how New Orleans goes before we make that type of investment. So it's not saying. Look, I don't think the show should be in New Orleans, but let's take that out of the equation. You know, you're changing. You're, you're, you know, you're making a big change here. So why would you know? Why would why would I from Drew State spend a ton of money if I don't know what how New Orleans is going to go? So,
1: and if you're if you're in the process of trying to bring those people back. Is that something that they look at when renewing that contract? Like, hey, if we move the show, we may lose any progress we made. We could have made bringing some people back that we really should have at the show. Yeah. yeah, And maybe not make that move. Play right. it safe. I,
0: I think we, yeah, this is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to put it back in Vegas. I really do. But if this thing goes to New Orleans, you'll see some people very excited. And then when they get to the trade show and they, they forget what the 2015 trade show was like. Uh, they'll be reminded pretty quickly, and how after our, our after our activity sucked, right? Um, how everything was spread out. There was no central place. Um, cr- you know, New Orleans ain't a safe city, guys. It's not a safe city. Vegas is a lot safer than New Orleans. There's areas in New Orleans, New Orleans you got to be careful where you're walking, right? So it, it's. I'm just saying, there's a lot, lots that's gonna go into that.
1: Yeah, and we talk about it all the time, and you'll be curious to yeah. see how, how that happens. Yeah, yeah, grass is
0: always, green. is always greener is what I'm saying. Keep the show in Vegas, guys, unless, you know, especially for a city that doesn't support us at all. Like, like they've totally tried to implement prohibition on our products in any way possible. Why are we giving – why are we rewarding them with our Super Bowl, right?
1: Yeah, why give them the business, when, when, right?
0: When, when L.A. couldn't keep their football teams, L.A. didn't get any more Super Bowls until they, they got a football team back. So it's the same analogy. I don't think we should be doing business with them.
1: Right. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a fair yeah. point. Yeah. Um. The hour forty-five mark.
0: Yes. All right. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm gonna throw the I'm gonna throw the ball in your court. If you want to mix it up? Anything you want to cover before we wrap up the show tonight?
0: Let me ask one question. And if we talk, I forget if we talked about this on the last show.
1: Okay. Did
0: you notice that there were certain booze that the? online media really ignored this year?
1: You did not ask me that question.
0: Yeah. I know it's PCA talk, but it was something that, it's coming up in my editorial, so I'm previewing it a little. Because I think, I have some thoughts on how online media as a whole covered the show. And the fact that I saw very little coverage out of Oliva was incredible. No one covered Oliva except for me and Charlie. And I was, I was flabbergasted, is what I'm just saying, to say the least. Just, there was just no coverage. It was, think about it. it was no, and, and by the way, they had a lot going on. And has they, they, and always been a very helpful... Now, I'm going to take you out of this, Matt, because you had some issues, unfortunately. So, you know, you, you couldn't cover everything like you wanted to do, right? Oh, yeah. But I know. There, there were, but there were well, a lot of other brands... And I'm not trying to disparage a small brand, right? But there were certain small brands that made no attempt to contact us throughout the year, right? Insisting on just only dealing with half wheel. And then they're begging us to come to their booth, right? And I saw those booths being covered. But again, Oliva, who was very helpful at the booth, by the way, they had people willing to help us and talk to media. Um, Oliva was practically ignored at this trade show. And I don't understand why.
1: To be honest with you, I haven't noticed because I haven't really been looking at everyone else's coverage. Okay. Because I'm... It, has
0: p- it, come up, it hasn't come up... Uh, no one's talking about Oliva on any recap
1: shows. But now that I'm, I'm the thinking. the only one
0: talking about Oliva at a recap show. Yeah.
1: Now that I'm thinking about it, you're right. I haven't heard much about Oliva. Yeah. I haven't and really thought about I haven't really thought about this topic because, I don't know, I just haven't yeah. thought about it. But now that you say it, now I'm thinking, I'm like, hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah there's some names I haven't really heard people talking about.
0: Yeah, it's just it – now, Padron, there wasn't a lot of booth coverage of Padron, but there was some. We covered the Padron booth, but we didn't get – we couldn't interview George, unfortunately. It was, he was a lot – it was a lot harder to get the George and Carlito edition in last year. It just was, right? Understandably so. Yeah, understand. No, and very few people got to him, right? But we still covered their booths, right? Um, so, I don't – it was just something I was looking at, and I'm like, well, why, why is this – like, why is online media paying more attention to, like – if I say a name, I'm going to get in trouble, right? Because I don't, I don't want to disturb, but you know, why Why is that going on? And like I said, Oliva, a company that I think um, should absolutely be getting coverage, especially there's a, a lot going on um, with that. It, it, it's not. And um, I had a, you know, a, I there's a couple of others. La Aurora. No coverage for La Aurora this year.
1: Yep, you're right. Uh, I yeah, haven't heard so anything about another... La Aurora.
0: You and I and Charlie were the only ones to cover Ashton, as far as I know. You did cover Ashton. Like, we and did. We were the only. Nothing. Ashton. Ashton had more going on than people think. By the way. They did. They did because there's there's a lot of things they're doing with La Roma to Cuba that, um, they're they're making a lot of strategic moves. And I think some of the branding they're doing on that is really really key. But I don't know. I just sat there and I'm like, why are these why are these not being covered by the online media? But um, you know. And I, I, you can name some of the companies very easily that no one's heard of, and they don't engage with the media, but, they, but, but, but it, here's the thing. People may go because they're low-hanging fruit. I get it, but Oliva wasn't such a low-hanging fruit. It was, it was pretty easy, and always the key thing is if you can't get help, go to your rep. That's always what I'll do next. Your yeah. rep will usually help you out. Yeah. What about
1: Gurkha? How many people covered Gurkha?
0: Several. Several covered Gurkha. They did? Yeah. Okay. They did. Uh yeah, there was several covering Gurkha, but it's less than it used to be. And and by the way, the Gurkha folks are great. Um, oh, fantastic. Bianca Bianca coming back has been Juan's always been great to Cigar Coop over the years. Yep. So I've I've always but Juan has so much on his plate, right? He does. So Bianca's come back to she used to be with Gurkha years ago and she's been awesome to deal with. Um and they got some good they got some they got a good story to tell with that. So so yeah, they they are uh, they were a lot more organized this year as well. So last year was a little disorganized getting help with the booths. So with Bianca there it made it easier.
1: Yeah, she was fantastic. I, I I can't say enough about her. I think I talked about her in the last show. Yeah, yeah. Bianca was uh, fantastic. Very helpful. You right. know. Um, I think I think that was it was great having her involved. Yeah. she and, she's she's like the gatekeeper to one, and yeah. she keeps him on track. Yeah. Uh the, just the two of them together it was awesome they, to they, see. They that.
0: Are, yeah. Yeah. and, and you know, another guy Raul at um very helpful. Very uh, he helpful. He came to the booth, he dropped what he was doing. I mean, uh and Tom's a little mad I was critical of the booze here. Uh but I was, right? It wasn't that they had and, and I an, my CLE article comes out tomorrow and it's there's no criticism really except they couldn't get their product in it. That was a huge loss when you cover in a booth. When, when the product's not there, you know, so
1: I agree. Um, I mean, I know that it was, uh, it's unfortunate
0: it happened. I'm not blaming anyone, but it, I can't give participation trophy points here. Um, but you, you got to be critical. Like, yeah. But here's the thing. I was able to cover the boots because Raul did a great job and, and Christian and Tom, they all helped us out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I look at that and when you have a very, like a person who's very helpful, it makes it a lot easier.
1: I would agree. I think that, that, that they have a strong team over there. Raul yeah. has always been fantastic. Anything yeah. I ever need, I reach out to him. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what really makes these brands, too, is just some of the staff that are lesser known that we know, yeah. we get to meet and we talk to, right. you know, even consistently, you know, yeah. uh, you know, when stuff comes out over. There. Those are the people that really make shit happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, you covered Ashton, right? I did. Andy's great. Now, Andy was very busy. We couldn't get to Andy. I feel bad. But we still covered the booth. I, dealt, I went through my rep last year. I met Andy. Uh, and, uh, you know, they were great. And like I said, we got, we got all the help we needed. Uh, you know, somebody just got to ask the question. Because uh, there is that helpful person, maybe not like a Raul who, or Bianca who we know. But there is someone who's willing. And, and I found, Matt, just so you know, eight or nine years ago, that was a lot tougher to do with online media to get, like, help in a booth I, so I understand that but the world's changed. this is not like blogger world 2010 anymore is what I'm telling people so I, co- I wish the media would cover these booths because I want to hear other perspectives of, of what I love about I love hearing the other perspectives and what's interesting is I've doing my recaps and I'll watch a video of yours or I'll watch a video of dojos and I'm like damn how did, they didn't tell us that information and it's like you know it's too late I don't have the photos or anything but it's still good that you know there's other little nuggets out there in certain things.
1: Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, and it's interesting and it diversifies some of the coverage too. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. Which is, I guess, a, each one of us benefits in our own yeah. way, depending on yeah. you know what we were told. But yeah, no, yeah. It, I'm I'm just I'm I'm thinking about that now, and I'm going to continue to think about it. And I think maybe by next time, I'll even have yeah. a better answer for you. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's true. I think some. I think some booths. I don't know if there's like a personal stigma or whatever it is, but I think some booths just get missed. I don't think it's because they did anything wrong. I think people just get into, you know, and I'm not speaking about myself. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like there's a, it's hard to get every booth, right? Especially as the media. Yeah. I think that everyone kind of goes in there with this, whether it's actually on paper, or if it's just in their mind, there's, you know, there's 30 brands that they're like, I, I have to go to them first. I can't miss them at this show. And then everyone else is like, if we get there, we get there. And I think everyone's yeah. priority list is different. Yeah. And I think that's part of it.
0: Yeah. We're giving, like, we're giving show spots to people who we couldn't get to talk to at the show. So we gave them some, you know, we'll give them show spots on, on our podcast. But, you know, and that's a way we can build our relationship. Because sometimes we don't have a relationship with the company. um. And you know, I'll give you a good example of, of one to have. Cigar medics, right? Yeah. Well, they sent out every. They sent out product to people, and then send me a press release like late. I'm like, guys, you already sent the product to people. What do you want me to do with this? Like, you have people just talking about the product already. I'm like, you want me to put a story out there? It's, it, it's costing me, and they didn't realize that, right? Right. So I said to them, "We'll go see you," but I had to put them at the bottom of the list, right? Because it's other companies, right? And then they left the show a day early because COVID. It wasn't their fault, but um, I understand that. But, you know, that, like I tell people, we, we want to deal with you 365 days a year, not four days a year. So if you deal with us 365 days a year, I'm going to make every effort to make sure we, we give you coverage one way or another. Like we made sure this year, Matt, that there were, like, like our, we had a team of four, and we, we tend to work as a four-man team because we each have a specialized role. Yeah. But, but there were times we had to splinter this off. And we did that. Like uh, and a good example was like at the press conference. The guys covered uh, the guys covered three or four booths while we were at the media press conference. Um, and they said, "Do you care?" I said, "Go to whoever you want." <laughs> That's what I told them. Um, so they got the Placencia, which they which was probably the smartest move. I was yeah. Did I get I didn't get to see Nestor, but uh, you know what? We got the booths covered. I I feel good at least that we got it covered. So uh, you know, I'll see Nestor some other time.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I, I think. Oh, it, it is interesting, you know how how certain people get covered and yeah. some don't, and how yeah maybe yeah. certain people get certain booths and then other people don't get certain booths. Uh, and there, there's definitely a pattern. Yeah. Um, I, I was disappointed it wasn't enough written coverage either.
0: You've been doing you've upped your game on written coverage, which is good. And I'm but behind. Not, and I
1: still have more to do. I just I've had a lot on my plate.
0: It, it's it's a slower pro. Yeah, and it's a slower like process. Uh, yeah. It will slow down the process. There's no way around it. It you know. It takes a while. Um, and I notice that you're not going for wrapper, binder, filler. If you want to go wrapper, binder, filler, you can knock these out quick, is what I'll tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're trying to do other things, tell a little story behind the story, which is, I think, what we've both been doing, it takes a lot more time. So right. I only can do about two or three of these a day. Yeah.
1: So Before I'm just like burnt out. Yeah. I'm hopefully going to get caught up this week on a lot more. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a process. But, you know, that's yeah. what, you know. Yeah.
0: We go about, we usually go about 45 days after the show. Uh, like, and I'm doing, what I'm doing is I do the happy hours thing now. Every day at 5 o'clock, we'll be unveiling a new uh, interview, article, and then some days we're doing bonus coverage at 6. Um, there's other articles that don't have video, so some of those will be covered. So that, that's how we're, we're just rolling it out and giving it, and we're, going, we're kind of, for the most part, going in booth order, so. With right. that.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so stay tuned for more coverage from me. I, as I said, I, I have to get caught up on a couple of things, but I'll be, I'll yep. be working on that. Yep. Yep. Um, we're at the two-hour mark, though, and I'm going to cut yep. it here. No
0: problem. I think, we're, I think we got everything. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think we got everything this week. Um, you know, Coop, once again, thank you for being here with me. Thank uh, you very ev- much. Yep. Everyone watching at home with us, thank you, everyone listening. Thank you for, for following us. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Everywhere you can find your podcast on the podcast platforms and podcast apps. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate that. Um, find us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I use my LinkedIn for Smoking Tobacco. I don't, I don't think Coop does. I think he used that for his personal stuff, so don't follow him there. Um, but anyway, um, you can uh, you can find us there. Uh, as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news from the cigar industry as well as our PCA coverage. And while you're at it, head over to Scar-Coop.com because... They do some good shit over there too, so don't don't miss out on their coverage. They have some fun stuff that they do. Um, Coop, that's gonna do it for us this week. We'll be back in two weeks. This week on the Smoke and Tobacco Show, we have Berta Bravo, also known as the Yavera Lady. Oh, um, she's awesome. Oh, she g- is. Wow,
0: that's a good. Yeah, I like her.
1: Yeah, she is. She's awesome. She's sweet. We're gonna kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, go a little bit different direction in the uh, in the cigar conversation, and uh, so so tune in for that. It's always nice to have another sister of the leaf on the show. And uh, that's gonna do it for us this week.
0: Yep, sounds good. Thanks, Matt. Thanks to our audience. We'll catch you next time.
1: All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care.
0: Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.